Welcome back to the Devin Kershaw Show from the Busy Media Center at the World Championships in Planitza. We are here with a recap of a thrilling 15-kilometer women's pursuit, uh, exciting finish for Sweden, and a devastating result for Rosie Brennan, the American who lost a ski in the middle of the race. We'll be back in a minute. We'll also have another podcast tomorrow after the team sprint. Boulder Nordic Sport is the industry-leading resource for cross-country ski equipment, waxing, stone grinding, and hand-selected skis. Whether you're looking to tour the local park, finish your 15th Berkey in style, or aiming for the next Olympic team, Boulder Nordic Sport's passionate staff can help you find the perfect gear for your skiing experience. Visit bouldernordic.com to shop one of the biggest selections of ski gear in the country, download a digital copy of the annual BNS magazine, or sign up for one of our professional race wax services for world masters and other key races. You can also find extensive waxing instruction on the BNS YouTube channel. I got to say, you're looking fly right now. You're going to see like the, the stones playing Oslo or, or what? Yeah, Father John Misty, though. I don't know if you listen to Father John Misty. No way, dude. That's I love awesome. Father John Misty. And actually, oh my God. Kristen and I saw Father John Misty in Oslo, probably like three kids. And it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. So the, the stoke is high and also like expectations are high. So we'll just have to see if he delivers. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a pretty new album, and like, uh, yeah, I like his I, album too. I love his stuff. I'm not gonna say I'd rather be there than World Championships, but uh, that's you know, that's that's pretty sweet. Good, I good think job. Rosie lost. I think when Rosie lost her ski in that classic portion, she would have rather been at Father John Misty concert with Kristen and I than hobbling with. Uh, man, what's up with bindings exploding? Should we just start with yeah, that? Yeah, someone's. Yeah, someone's got to got to talk to Ternamic or or something yeah like, not a good scene Ugh. but uh before that's that's kind of bearing the lead but i don't know i we've talked about this all all season long but i mean women's racing's the bomb it was awesome oh so oh can you hear me yeah you're good yeah sorry you said the skiathlon like, was awesome yeah the skiathlon is awesome and i said like we've been talking about all season long women's racing is amazing and while one and two weren't really a surprise. I mean, if you're a betting man or woman, of course, Eva Anderson and Frida Carlson were the odds on favorites for the race. But that said, it's, it's also tough to be a favorite a little bit like what Jess was talking about on the podcast yesterday. It's not easy to go into these big championships with a mark on your back. And Eva Anderson's won a couple races leading into the championship and all eyes were on her and, and she's a stronger skater than she is classic skier. And, you know, she, Frida and her couldn't ditch anyone in the classic, none of the big names. And then when they switched to skate a little bit like yesterday with Kruger and, and Shoes, like she just, she's like, I'm taking my first individual gold and I'm taking it from now. And she looks so good. The entire skate portion of that race. I mean, technically, except for that fall. <laughs> so looks like conditions are obviously still sketchy. There was another couple other crashes out there. And I don't know. I mean, I know nerves are running high for some of these athletes and, conditions don't look all that stable i mean what's the report from on the ground there well that's interesting i mean i i, I was standing along the course in a couple places and my observation was that actually it looked a little more stable today and more firm and honestly the reports from athletes were were kind of going both directions where you know there were a couple 
couple of folks who said, you know, classic was super slushy and super soft and, and that it was kind of garbage. And then there were a couple others who were like, honestly, it was like skiing pretty nice, but I think, you know, Sophia Laukley, I think crashed two times, broke poles the second time. I might be thinking of Catherine Stewart Jones. Catherine also crashed uh, very early on. So, I, you know, it definitely sounded like sloppy, messy racing out there. People just having a really hard time staying on their feet. And again, I mean, huge topic of of conversation here. But, uh, you know, it didn't didn't seem like it was significantly worse than it has been for the last couple of days. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, some just some technically challenging downhills and less than ideal conditions i think making it making it pretty challenging can can you um can you just like fill the audience in on Austria Doris Lind like i think that's one of the coolest stories of the whole season if not in like more than one season just like where she's come no from question. what she's had to do just to be here it's just so amazing for ski fans you know we sing the praises of Rosie, who's a bit of a, a late bloomer, can we say, um, especially with their international results being in the top 10. But uh, Astrid Lind, like, she hadn't raced in the World Cup in eight years prior to this season. And has just come out swinging and had surprise after surprise after surprise with these top results all over the top 10 this whole season and got the nod to the World Championships. And then when Heidi... Heidi Vang went home with a shoe and just started the pursuit. After Schlin gets the call up to do the, the skiathlon today, and that's not true. So maybe, yeah, Celia, sorry. Okay, okay. Let's let's fact check. It's good that like the actual Norwegian's fact checking me. So it was Celia Tedersen that got the start from from Heidi. I guess Astrid. Well, that just again, there you go. That shows how good that. Astrid has been this whole season. She's she's a long distance racer. So that's like the Bassa Lopet and the Berkebeiner and Marcia Longa and these uh, Lopets, the big Lopet series. She's really invested in that and been amazing. I mean, she beat Teresa in the Berkebeiner last year. So it's like actually pretty, pretty phenomenal. Like, but as Kristen and I were discussing earlier today, I mean, Astrid Lind has a high capacity. She's a good runner. So it's not like she's, she is specialized for, for long distance racing. Don't get me wrong, but she's not like some of the men, like on the men's side, like if you put like Andreas Nigord in a normal cross country ski race, he'd be idiot at best, like, he, like no chance because he's, he's big, he's strong, but he doesn't have the via to max to, to hang with Kruger. Whereas like Astrid actually has like a high, high capacity, but anyway, to make a long story short, what a phenomenal performance world championship or championship debut as a 35 year old. And on the first chance she gets, hits the podium, it's outrageous. And the way she did it too, like no one was surprised that she was skiing so well in classic. I mean, that's to be expected, but anyone that was watching her in the skate portion, just take control and ski away from Aniskanen and Henning and, and Ingveld. I mean, I couldn't believe that Ingveld, um, like, I was like, okay, here we go. She's going to click into her skate skis and here's the medal for Ingveld. She's totally back. And instead, she clicked into her skate skis and looked like I look when I click into my skate skis and skiathlons and her legs flooded with lactate. So amazing, amazing performance by Astrid Oshlin. She's on Team uh, which is a private team here in, in, in Norway. And 
started the season so well that she's just getting all these chances in the World Cup and now has changed her whole season and gets paid off with the bronze medal. It was an incredible performance. It's like super inspiring. It, it... Um, you cut out a little bit there. I think you were, you were done. I'm, I'm going to add a little bit of uh, fun, fun trivia, which is that um, Astrid and uh, Astrid's uh, siblings, uh, I think it's Celia and Dakari, um, their, their father was, uh, their father is a cross-country ski coach and actually did a coaching exchange uh at williams college in in western massachusetts with toffer sabbat who used to run the fasterskier.com website so when i was in norway for the 2011 world cross-country ski championships we like took a train up to opdal home of the slins and you know crashed at the at the slind house for a couple nights skied on the trails and then um, went down to uh, Kari and Ragnald Haga's vacant apartment in Lillehammer, skied a couple days in Lillehammer. So we, we benefited from fast, the faster skier crew has benefited from the uh, kindness of the, of the slins. And it was, it was, you know, pretty cool to see Astrid on the podium today, which, you know, and, and like, I felt like it, honestly, she kept it exciting until the very end of that race too, you know, having Hennig and, uh, and Parmakoski like, they were in the hunt. That race was not, not over until Niskanen, the, sorry, Niskanen. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Niskanen. Um, that, that race was not over uh until the very end. Should we should we talk about the just like absolute tragedy that was Rosie Brennan today, though? Yeah, let's I buried the lead with Rosie Brennan, but of course she came into the race, especially after a seventh place yesterday in the classic sprint. Oh, sorry, two days ago. Yesterday was the men's skiathon, of course. But uh, you know, showing great form and I don't even know what happened. Like it didn't even look like she fell. It just looked like her ski blew off her feet on one of the long downhills to some of the lowest part of the course. I mean, I've, as Jess was talking about yesterday, I've skied into the need to race there. So like, I know exactly where that happened and that is not a good place to be losing your ski. Um, then she had to kind of like scooter kick for, yeah, a good 300 meters, 400 meters, maybe to till a coach gave her another ski. And by that point, the race was completely game over. This was on the second lap of the classic and that's when the heat was on and, and Frida Carlson was drilling it on the front. And, and that was that, I mean, that, that was, that was the race and good honor for toughing it out in some ways to, to finish it off. But I don't know, I felt so bad for her when she was trying to do what she could in the classic part and making up very little time. And then in the skating, like it was, it was not just a bridge too far. Like sometimes you have those dream scenarios like Kruger in Korea when he won the skiathlon after crashing out of the start but he had 30k not 15k and and the tactical really men's race day. as opposed to like yeah a, and it, you know yeah exactly like drilling it exactly and this didn't happen on the first lap totally and it didn't happen on the first lap it happened on the second lap when when they're getting ready for that last finale to to climb up into the stadium and change into their skate gear so so oh, what a what a heart-wrenching training events for Rosie Brennan and the, and the other thing too is we were texting about this before we came on but it sounds like the U.S. is probably going to start uh Julie Kern and and Jess, Jesse Diggins skipped today which does a little surprise at, the, at, at first glance because Jesse Diggins is one of the best distance skiers in the world Jesse Diggins is a world champion in the team sprint in 2013 she's Olympic champion in 2018 in the team sprint but as far as individual medals go uh, she's she's a little thin on the championship side of things with individual medals and and with the likes of Therese Johan gone and Diggins coming back in strong form, I was like, you know, it, it, this could be a good opportunity for for a medal, maybe even the win if, if things played out super well. But 
a pretty amazing move by Diggins to to prioritize a team medal over an individual medal. And I'm still a little surprised. That said, let's all be honest. And everyone that's listening to this podcast knows like Jesse Diggins has an amazing opportunity for a gold medal individually in the 10K skate, especially on these courses. Watching Playbo yesterday going down those hills and the amount of time he was making on everybody around those corners and just solving the the twisty terrain better than anyone else. I mean, that's Diggins' bread and butter right there. And uh, midweek coming up here, it's going to be pretty exciting. So Diggins has some great chances with individual races, but I, I really thought, aside from the 10K, which is by far her best chance to, to be world champion individually, I thought the skiathlon actually could have been a great opportunity but interesting decision but but uh it'll be fun to watch them tomorrow i mean it'll be really fun but like we were alluding to yesterday and maybe you have a bit more intel but i mean tough tough position and it's a good position to be in as a team when you have so many good athletes but do you pick julia kern or do you pick rosie i mean julia sat out the skiathlon and and rosie went for it in the skiathlon so rosie's raced two races in a row so i mean because of that it makes sense to to start julia kern but man Rosie is a powerhouse in, in, um, a team sprint. So, but yeah, I don't know. It's a tough situation. It was the same when they won gold, you know what I mean? When they won world gold in Korea, I was shaking my head. I can say that I said it then and I'll say it now. Like I was like, Oh man, are you really going to sit Sadie Bjornsson for, for the team sprint? Cause Keegan wasn't at her best that season and Keegan delivered an amazing day at the Olympic games and they came away with a gold medal. So it shows what I know. And it shows that the U S has had a lot of depth for a long time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it, I'm, I'm just fascinated to see how this plays out tomorrow because it's like, if, if us wins a medal in the team sprint tomorrow, the, the coaching staff and those athletes are going to be heroes. And if they don't, everyone's going to be like, you should have started Rosie Brennan. And it's, you know, it's kind of an impossible situation, but I, I mean, I'm going to sort of take, take a strong side on this. I mean, I think it's actually a really great call by, by Diggins and the U S team in this situation to, to sit her today, because I mean, I'm sorry, you look at the way that race played out. Like Jesse Diggins was not going to beat Eva Anderson or Frida Carlson today. I just like, I, I don't think that, um, her classic skiing is was strong enough, and I think that you know, okay, maybe maybe Astrid Oil or Oslind for sure, like could have been in contention there. But I think like you know, we we've, we've seen Jesse race all six events at major championships and and you know come away with medals, but also you know not necessarily deliver like top results in every race. And I you know I just I think it's a, a smart move. I. On the flip side, I don't know, man, like the the difficulty of the course here, Rosie's strength in in skating. Um, I'm and and I'm definitely gonna acknowledge that I totally have a bias toward Rosie as like a neighbor and and friend who lives in Anchorage. Um, someone like I see on the trails every now and again. So I'm, you know, I'm just disappointed that she doesn't get that shot tomorrow because I honestly it sort of feels like you know she and, and Jesse would would be a lock for a medal in, in that event um I think it's an awesome opportunity for for Julia Kern to you know team team with Jesse and and deliver a medal winning performance so you know I, I think we'll we'll definitely see how that all goes I mean I, I just to add a little bit um you know I think most everyone who's listening to this podcast is aware that 
Um, Rosie had a number of like really close near misses in the Olympics last year, like a fourth place or fifth place in the individual sprint, um, just kind of like heartbreakingly close. And someone who's, um, you know, really put in just years and years of effort overcome a lot as we've talked about and just sort of seeing her have to, to go through that today was, it was, it was brutal. And then, you know, she was saying she came through the, the mixed zone, which is where athletes have to kind of meet reporters. And she said she'd never been interviewed so many times as, as she was today, like about a race where she basically like crashes out and, and is like way off the mark. So, you know, she was just doing like, interview after interview of how crappy was your day how did you break your ski how does it feel to miss out on a a medal at world championships so uh it was cool to see rosie's mom and rosie's aunt uh just hanging out again like all these parents have been uh and i think rosie was i bumped into them outside the the stadium on my way back down to the media center and and looked like rosie was well supported so um you know good good to see that you know folks have family here finally um after many yeah. years and uh yeah so i don't no, know but it what is else, interesting what I else think that, is no but i want to i want to touch I'm, I'm gonna touch a bit more i'm gonna just like touch a bit more on, on what you just said because like i understand like you're you're <laughs> you know rosie really really well and, that, and that's fair and you're right like she is i mean she has wins in in skate sprints that julie kern does not and at the olympic games when the pressure's on on the championship course uh rosie has shown that she's stronger but at the same time I think the thing is, is like, I don't know what the backroom discussions are, so I have no idea. But when you have such a strong team and people start making choices with their energy, like Jesse did, and Jesse's like, I'm, I'm sitting a pretty good chance for a medal to try and lock a medal in the team sprint. That's setting the tone for the team too. And Rosie took the opposite decision perhaps and said like, I'm taking my chance in the skiathlon because I think I, I have something to go with here. So, so my understanding is the way Rosie explained it to me today was actually that, uh, you know, it, it was, they, that choice was sort of handed down that, um, she was going to be racing the, um, the skiathlon and, and Jesse was going to be starting the, uh, the t- Okay. So like for me, like from my perspective, and again, like, what do we do here? This is Monday morning quarterbacking folks. This is, this is the beauty totally. of having hindsight. So, and don't fill my inbox with more hate mail. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just speaking my opinion at the time, but what I would say is in a perfect world, if I was Jesse, I would have sat the classic sprint because let's be honest let's let's just look at how she's been in the classic sprints this year not great and i would have done the skiathlon and if i was rosie after being seventh in the classic sprint and i was the american leadership i would have been like holy mother like rosie was just seventh in a classic sprint i would have almost said to rosie like okay this is going to be tough for you to hear but would you consider sitting out the skiathlon to get a chance to go with jesse but that said who was eighth in that classic sprint Kern. <laughs> so they almost had like the same kind of race. It's, it's a, it's a really challenge. It's a really challenging call, but I mean, Jesse and, and, yeah. and Julia are a great team, are a great team for tomorrow. And uh, who knows, Rosie looked good before her ski exploded off and it would have been really interesting to see if she could have been in that Niskanen Hemming Slin group uh, to fight with that. But at the same time, I mean, 
touched on this earlier, but Ingveld, I was 100% sure Ingveld was going to be able to ski at least with Frida Carlson when she clicked into her skate ski. She's so good in skating. And it happens sometimes. You click into the skate skis and people are pressing the pace and you see her in Planitza. It's a bit like Vancouver, um, or sorry, the Whistler courses in 2010 where it starts with quite a big uphill and people's legs just lock up early. And we saw that in in the men's race yesterday and we saw that a bit today where like Ingveld's legs just lock right up. And that could have happened to Rosie too. So who knows? It, it was, but it, like you said, just really, really tough to see an opportunity yeah. go up and smoke when skis get blown off your feet. Like no one wants to see that. And also too, like uh, Catherine Stewart Jones, like my heart breaks and she's falling in the race like that. Um, it's been such a rough championship for Canada so far. And they took a questionable decision by bringing the whole team back to North America and doing their pre-camp in, in Western Canada for a championship that's in Europe. And they're, they're trying that out. And, and when, when Catherine Stewart Jones is falling in her, in her best technique in classic and then has no chance to come back, she, you know, I thought it was cool. She fought back into the mid twenties in the end, but you know, when these, when these big accidents happen in these races at a championship, you're kind of like SOL, like it's, you know, that, that energy is kind of in damage control. And that was, that was hard to see. And so the, the woes for Canada continue and, and for Rosie, she's going to try and have to shake this off and, and give her, I mean, she's still got great chances in the, in the 30 K, the distance relay and the 10 K skate. So by no means is this, is this uh, train pulled out of the station. And you know what? I'm just repeating myself now, so I should stop. But I mean, <laughs> Julia, Julia's had such a wonderful season and she's been all over the semifinals in almost every sprint she does. She's had some great distance races as well. She's young, she's hungry. Um, I'm really excited yeah. to see what that team can do tomorrow. I, Although Sweden, Sweden, if Sweden doesn't win, I mean, then, I, mean so, I don't know, Meteor hit Planitza because Sweden's team is just so head and shoulders better than any other. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to stipulate here that like none of these decisions that are being made and that we are kind of scrutinizing here uh, we're not talking about making the decision to start Nat hers and start a, instead of uh, Devin Kershaw or Alex Harvey, you know, it's like, do you start Joe Montana or, um, you know, uh, I hate to make another Tom Brady reference, but uh, I'm going to get a lot of Jim Kelly, that. Jim Kelly, um, keep it, keep it in the same, keep it in the same era, Jim Kelly or Joe Montana. If we're going to sure. use these like guys from 30 years ago, but I, maybe we should try to be like, yeah, you want to exactly. start, start like Steph Curry or, or LeBron. It, Yeah, whatever. It's 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 really it's good problems to have. I think um one other um one other result that I think is is worth just a, a quick uh shout out is uh Sydney Palmer Leisure from uh from Utah in her first ever start at World Championships. And also I just I love this, her first ever pursuit race literally has never or sorry first ever skiathlon has literally never skied a skiathlon before and is racing it at world championships 21 years old goes out there and places either i think 19th or 20th um you know finishes with rosie brennan just absolutely throws down and you know came through the mix zone just you know totally totally stoked on on her finish today um she she said she'd been doing intervals at pre-camp uh where she'd be like skiing for 10 minutes and then switch out her her classic skis for skate skis every five or something like that i just that's a you know solid result for uh for debut in, in world championships and uh yeah i don't know what else um what else for sure i think it's today? I, um no i think i oh, think it was just a really exciting uh, race and i and i think i think it was also i i uh, i agree with you great race for sydney and like these debuts 
especially these young athletes that are debuting. Because I mean, we're making a big deal about Astrid Oyerslin debuting and medal and hitting the podium, but she's also 35 years old and has been a professional skier for the better part of 15 years. So it's a little different when you're Sydney and you're just really new to this whole game. So I agree. It was a, it was a great debut for her. And I also think <clears throat> Jasmine Lyons is a young Canadian uh, athlete who was looking like quite good for, a, for a lot of the, a lot of the race flirting with the top 30, which is amazing for someone that's also in a world championships debut and uh, races for UNH university of New Hampshire in the U.S. And I thought it was looking really good. The wheels fell off at the end of the skate leg there for a bit, but that's okay. She's, she's really, really young. And, and uh, I thought she showed some glimmers of good skiing today. So that was, that was fun. And then one last thing for me is I thought it was really cool to see Henning at the end. And she celebrated her fourth place in this gap one. And you don't see that often because fourth place is a bitter, bitter pill to swallow at a world championships or Olympics. Take it from me, who's finished fourth place a couple of times, or the person sitting to the left of me driving the car, Kristen Stormstara, is if you just Google fourth place in Norwegian, like all of Vega and VG and NRK and Alpenpost will explode with like a billion hits. So it's a tough place to finish, but I thought it was really, really cool of Henning, whose big chance coming up in this championship is the is the 30k classic later on. Um, she also realized like how great a race that was for her to be to be fourth and so close and yeah, but hats off, hats off to the German program and hats off to Henning for, for delivering a great, great performance today. What can you say? I know it wasn't the medal she was hoping for, but there was a lopeteer that snuck in there at 35 years old to, to beat everyone down for that bronze medal, which is still like, I'm still in utter awe and shock with that performance, like you said earlier. We, we, I think, uh, you know, we would call that old man power, uh, in the master's training group. I don't know if it's really fair or appropriate to call, uh, Ostradoris Lind an old woman, but, uh, you know, <laughs> people, people get the drift. Um, I, uh, I'm super, I'm super excited for the, uh, team sprint tomorrow. And then uh, a long awaited day off for the hardworking athletes, podcasters, and, uh, journalists in the, Cross country ski world. We've got uh, we've got news and and inside intel on the uh, disappearing Chinese cross country ski team on on fasterskier.com now for folks to read. And yeah, I don't know. We could can we wrap it up? What else? Yeah, what let's else wrap do we it up. To, no, let's wrap it up. Give here. that give that article give that article a read because it is just fascinating what's happening with China, but mostly Wang, who's just been on a trajectory the likes we haven't seen in cross country skiing in a long time, and then just meets a brick wall in his development that was unnecessary. So my heart breaks for, for the journey that he's on because he's a huge talent. And, uh, but yeah, I'm also looking forward to the team sprint. Like you, I'm, I'm kind of, I conclude the team sprints on the world cup, but uh, at the world championships, it's pretty fun when every team can only start one team and yeah, the U S looks good. And, and uh, of course, like Sweden is probably going to win on the women's side. Uh, Norway is probably going to win on the men's side, but there's, there's a uh, there's some open spots for the both men and women for those uh, silver and bronze spots on the podium. So it'll be it'll be fun. And with all these crashes happening, all this equipment exploding, it's it's it'll definitely be an edge of your seat kind of race. Like you got to keep the the bases of your skis on the snow side if you want to make it make it onto the podium. I think so. Hopefully, all the athletes can do that tomorrow. And it's a fair race. It's not like some like short track speed skating disaster where people are crashing all over the place and, and medals are getting thrown out willy nilly. So we'll see. No doubt. That's all I got. 
yeah, don't go overboard at Father John Misty. We uh, we need you back tomorrow at a hundred hundred percent tip tip top shape. So uh, yeah, bring bring the Pedialyte. I have old man strength, so not to worry. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back. 